0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, off-season Q&A episode coming up. We're talking KU hoops. We're talking KU football. We're talking really anything that our guy Alan asked us in the Q&A Twitter thread. So that's coming up. Listen now. All right, guys. Before we get going for today's episode, we got to talk about our title sponsor, Emprise Bank. An Emprise Bank debit card is good anywhere. You have access to fifty-five thousand free fee-free ATMs. That's huge. Fee-free ATMs worldwide through the All Point ATM network. You can get the same kind of access to your money as any bank across the country while getting the value of working with a trusted partner in Enterprise Bank. I mean, that is huge. It, there's nothing worse than needing money and going to an ATM and having to pay
2: like a $9 fee to get it out. Let me tell you something about that All Point ATM network. It's weird. I actually have a personal story about this. In the winter, I did some door dashing because, you know, swimming pool season. No one likes to swim when it's snowing outside, of course. Uh, DoorDash uses the same All Point thing. Fucking phenomenal to be able to get cash out. <laughs> without any sort of, uh, you know, ATM $5 fee, you know, if you're in Vegas, yeah. like $50 fee, whatever it may be. It's just yeah. a nice little cherry on top treat to not have to pay that extra few bucks. Yep. So shout
1: out Emprise Bank. Uh, we love them. And there's just another reason to uh, make them your banking bank of choice. Um, all right, let's get into the episode. We, uh, we figured a, you know, kind of a dead time. We've got a little summer league. We've got, Uh, you know, I guess big 12 media was the other day. I, I'm very behind on all that. Uh, but you know, it's the off season. I said, screw it. Let's just ask people. Let's get a Q and a session going. I love a good Q and a, uh, it leads to some entertaining conversations, some fun topics. So let's just get started. Um, I don't know where to start, but I, we got to give a shout out to our guy, Alan, as we posted the tweet said, Hey, ask us questions. It was crickets. We couldn't get any questions, like, for the first couple hours, not a soul asked us a question besides Alan, who may have set a record with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven questions, I believe. I may be missing them, and I am probably I probably did, so we'll see, but uh, I don't know. Let's get into it. Let's start with kind of the, the football, basketball type ones. Well, I don't know. Actually, let's start with this one, Hot Topic. Thoughts on conference realignment. I think me and UAB have said the same thing. Like, I get so sick of speculating on this stuff, trying to figure this out, because as we saw with the USC UCLA thing, like, that just came out of nowhere. Like, I just think we don't know what's happening next. I think you're crazy to try and say this is for sure what's going to happen. So, I guess just from a fan perspective, I don't want us to sit here and be like, oh, here's here. We know this. What do you want to see happen for the Kansas athletics program conference wise?
2: Uh, I think the dream scenario still has to be the big 10, even though it's probably pretty unlikely at this point, if I were to say, Uh, I mean, if they're plucking schools like USC, UCLA, probably Notre Dame, it feels like there's a lot of smoke with that. I don't know if Kansas Mm. is on that list. Um, But I think the dream is to, you know, stay put in the Big 12 and the Big 12 go poach schools from other conferences, whether it be ACC, Pac-12, build that up and hopefully be like one of the third conferences in the Super League with the SEC, the uh, Big 10 that are already just I mean, they're going to be a step ahead of everybody regardless. But if you can get a group of 16, 18, 20 teams together, Colorado, Arizona schools, Oregon, whatever it may be. I think that would be huge. And, you know, at least keep some respect on the Big 12.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I'm with you. Like it, it seems fun to say, Oh yeah, let's go to us or let's go to the big, big 10. Um, and it would obviously probably be the best thing for us, but realistically feels like big 12 is the move. Now let's build that up. I think, I mean, I always kind of look at it from a basketball perspective, which is really dumb, but cause I get that has nothing to do with any of this, but Like, you think of a Big 12, you bring in Arizona. We're playing them once or twice a year. Uh, We're playing Oregon once or twice a year. Even I used to love the old Colorado little mini rivalry. It was always fun Mm -hmm. to go play at Boulder. So, yeah, I mean, if we could could get something like that going, plus you already – I mean, we already talked about having Houston, BYU. Like, those schools have already added a little bit to basketball, I think, and obviously going to add to football, too. So, yeah, I, it sucks, like, you just, from, like, a nostalgia standpoint of just realizing you're not going to see some of the classic games we've seen growing up. Like, thinking about USC and, like, Michigan playing in the regular season in football is just so odd. In it's a like a Rose Bowl game. every week. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's kind of cool, like, I don't like to be someone that's just like stuck in their old ways and never wants to see change. Now, I think we all know this is just a complete money grab, which I get it. Like these programs are like, well, we don't want to get left behind, so let's just do something. Like let's make a move. Let's let's not be the the one to sit back and make everyone else make moves. So I hope KU's being proactive. I think they are. Um,
2: I've got a both- sleeper as far as something that I'd like to see happen in this whole thing. That so yes. kind of feels like the ACC might be falling apart a little bit and like splitting between the Big Ten, the SEC. Um, there's been a lot of talk of North Carolina getting plucked by like the SEC, mm-hmm. but like leaving Duke to do so. What if we just went ahead and brought Duke in and Arizona in? And this is all from the basketball side, obviously, but football, I mean, they're pretty comparable to us. They stink at football, they're great at basketball. Yeah. Just getting to play Arizona Duke, like, going to Cameron every other year, every two years, whatever, three, four, whatever it be, would be Mm -hmm. sick. And being, I know Coach K's not there (laughs) anymore. Hopefully that rivalry still stays intact. But just being able to hate Duke on, like, a different level would be awesome. And I I haven't heard anybody talk about that, like, possibility of them to the Big 12. Um, But just the thought of it makes me very excited.
1: That's the thing. Like, I don't think anything's off the table. Like, you could tell me in a month that Duke's – join the big 12 or join the big like i don't know like anything could happen um mm-hmm. because like logistics are out the window like once usc starts playing rutgers nobody cares about anything making sense at that point because that is the dumbest thing in the world i mean think about if you're like a track athlete at usc and they're like yeah we got to fly to new jersey
2: i hope track me i hope the schools do the right thing and like Football, basketball, go ahead and like switch major conferences like that. But there are some schools that like yeah. like isn't the University of Denver or something in the Big Twelve for like gymnastics or something like like the smaller non like nonprofit sports. I feel like they could probably stay in the Pac twelve or something. And because I mean like yeah. the women's soccer, men's soccer, volleyball, swimming, like flying literally like seven eight hours to go.
1: Compete yeah. for
2: two or three, and then come right back. It's just not possible.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. And I mean, I still think like even I think this is going to take like ten years, five mm-hmm. to ten years for us to see any sort of like clear path for the future. But. Who knows? Um, that's enough conference realignment talk for me because, like I said, I, I know nothing. I, I don't obsess over that stuff. I just kind of let it play out. Um, speaking of Duke, our guy Allen also asked kind of like, hey, what's a, what's a realistic win total? What are our thoughts for KU football going up? Obviously, pretty good off season Transfer portal went well. Uh, you could argue we've got one of the best running back duos, shoot, trios in the conference. Um, But I don't know. Like, I I get so torn because we have looked so stupid before saying, oh, we can get four. We can get five. I don't know if I've ever said five, but I know, like, some of our friends have. Like, oh, why can't we win five? I look at our schedule. I mean, you got to beat Tennessee Tech. If you don't beat Tennessee Tech, like, that's a major problem. You're not – if you don't beat Tennessee Tech, I don't think you're winning a game. So, I'm going to give us that one. Is that fair?
2: (laughs) I would hope so, but I, I mean – got to think
1: we'll be 20-point we'll be favorites, I would hope. But uh thing that I don't love, our second game is on the road at West Virginia, which I know West Virginia, I mean,
2: they aren't. I love it, Brian. I love it. I love Why? it, I love it.
1: You think it's better to get them before they get going?
2: Yeah, and maybe I'm thinking of the wrong school here, but this is my college football Big 12 mind. I'm pretty sure West has a lot of roster turnover going on right now. Get them early in the year. Hopefully we have momentum coming off. I'm not sure who they play week one, but I just kind of like those teams that, like, I'd rather get some teams early than late, but, I mean, you could say the same exact thing about KU. We have a lot of roster turnover, and we usually peak in, like, late October, early November, so... But yeah, they, I mean, they, I'm so not letdown spot though. Here's the thing I love the Hawks at West Virginia this year because Westfall plays at Pittsburgh in a rivalry game week one, uh, <laughs> just to come to us. It's on a Thursday night, national TV, first big game of the year. Uh, then they have to play a Lonely Kansas Jayhawks, and that's going to be the battle for ninth and tenth. Ryan might as well win it I early. Mean, you think Westfall is going to be that bad? Probably that... I mean, Who else? Well, I, I can pull up the preseason poll, but I think they're yeah, down I guess... there.
1: It's probably right. Them or Texas Tech, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, uh, see, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you're looking at KU and you want them to get four wins, five wins, four, I guess, that's a game you need, right? Because mm-hmm. the next one's Houston, which we've tried to get out of that game. That's been the rumor. Like, let's get out of that game now that they're joining. Haven't mm-hmm. haven't done it yet. Um. That's a loss. That just sucks that that's on the schedule because Houston's – we're not going to beat Houston, um, but then we got Duke, and I know Duke's obviously they've they've been decent the last decade. But uh, I don't know where do you stand? Could we beat Duke? Like, can we can we sit here and say, okay, in our non-con, we're going to beat Tennessee Tech, we're going to lose to Houston. Can we beat Duke at home? I don't know. I, like that, I those think are we
2: can they were really bad last year. Like, yeah, really
1: bad. I know,
2: and. They got a new coach, so again, early season, figuring everything out. It's at the booth. Shout out. This gives me like, remember we played Rutgers a few years ago, and they were like awful, and we're like, oh, this will be a nice little measuring test for us, and like, seem to be similar programs. We blew the doors off of them. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Maybe we don't win by 30 points, but I think we, you know, we get a win over Duke.
1: I think if this program is truly in the place we think it is, where it's like, okay, we return. I mean, we returned quite a bit. We had we brought in transfers, and like if you can't if you can't beat Duke at home after the year they had last year and a new coach and a, a lot of roster changes, like that's tough. Like it would just be really. That's the game I look at on this schedule. Where if we lose that game and say we beat Tennessee Tech, lose to Westfall, lose to Houston, and you lose the Duke, like right there, the, the seasons. That's, a,
2: that's a, a sad ride home. There's no excitement going into the rest of Big 12 play. Not that there really yep. ever is, but, like, you get in a conference play, two and two, maybe three and one. Two mm-hmm. and two, you compete in all the games. You're like, okay, yeah, like, we're not going to go six and six, but we could get four wins, compete in most of them. Exactly. Get two
1: somehow in that in those first four games, and you've got Iowa State coming to the booth, which Iowa State absolutely pumped us last year, so – Uh, I'm not going to get my hopes up, but, you know, TCU, they're there. Wow, three straight home games there. Um, Um, TCU comes to town. I think, I mean, you think about how we ended last season. We can compete. I'm at least confident to say we can compete in these games. Uh, But you're not winning at Oklahoma. I think we got Oklahoma's attention last year, so I expect them to destroy us. You're not winning at Baylor. Probably, you're definitely not beating K. Oklahoma State, go on the road to Texas Tech. That's I mean, that's a possible one. Texas comes to KU. I don't think we're beating Texas two years in a row. And then I mean, the game that could really
2: just put Lance Leipold that make him the king of this freaking city. I don't even want to let you say your point because it's just gonna make us mad. Dude,
1: we gotta beat K State. Like you just I know they're they're gonna be good this year. Deuce Vaughn's back. But God, dang we are due to beat them and I don't know I just I think if you saw the progress the team made last year and year one throughout the season, I'm just saying you look at I mean could we could we go in and beat K State in Manhattan in the year and like two years two years from now we're doing a podcast like this and it's like we truly have hype going into a KU football season. That's what that game would do.
2: This feels a lot like the conversation before we played K-State with, like, Les and Dearman Uh, and Carter uh, was going nuts. And we're like, look at how much progress we've made. We look sick. And then we get our dicks kicked in.
1: Yeah. I mean, my honest – that was the worst day. My honest prediction would be Tennessee Tech, one of Duke, West Virginia, one of those two. So that's two wins. (sighs) And then I think we steal one more in conference play and get to three. But I just, I don't know. Is that too negative? Can we get four? It's,
2: like, it's so easy for us to sit back and say, oh, we can get four or five wins this year because, like, we've improved and we're progressing. But then you actually, like, go through game by game. I know. It's just hard to find more than, like, three wins. And that's assuming we get two in non-conference or two in the first three games of the year, or whatever it is. And right. I guess it's unfair. Like,
1: we're we can we showed last year we can upset somebody, we can mm-hmm. we can play like Bill there, some body, some body. Um, somebody. I don't know, but it, yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna have to come that that third and fourth win is gonna have to be either TCU, uh, maybe you get Duke and West Virginia, but then Texas Tech, and then God, I don't know, like you said, game by game, you see Oklahoma State, you see Baylor, you see Oklahoma. You see, Texas. I know we own Texas, but like, I don't know. It's still Texas. You can't be counting we, that as a win. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think that's gonna piss off our guy Allen. that I'm saying three. Like, if you if you gave me the over under at three and a half, I don't know
2: what it is. I'm having a really hard time taking the over. I don't know how you could. I mean, they haven't gone over that since Mangino was here. But
1: I think if you put the over under at. Three, I'd feel pretty comfortable taking the over, knowing that I should get a push. And if you don't get a push, then disaster.
2: I'm trying to find the win total right now.
1: Yeah, I can't remember idea. what it
2: was. I wouldn't be surprised if it's two and a half. It's two and a half. See, I, but I'd like that over, though. Yeah, like, no, I, think, I agree. I think three is, like, almost... Like, if you were to have odds on, like, if this team's going to win two games, three games, four games, I think three is, like... Heavily in the minus, like minus 250.
1: To lose for this team to only win two games next year when Tennessee Tech and Duke are on the schedule. That'd be tough. But God, then you look at the schedule and you're like, that's so possible.
2: Like, I don't know. All it takes is Duke coming out hot, and then Mm -hmm. we just go over in conference, which we've seen more years than we haven't, and that's one and eleven right there.
1: I just think we've we've taught ourselves like we've got to be. We've just got to temper expectate. We've we've gotten as high as we can possibly get on this team at times, and we've gotten as low, but, like, I don't know. I just want to be realistic about it, and it's what it is. We'll see, though. Um, Any other takes on KU football?
2: No, I'm just ready to tailgate, man. Like, yeah, kind of that point in the summer where nothing's on, and it's like I just need football season and cooler weather and a beer at 630 in the morning while sitting outside that stadium to watch a team that's won – 25 games over the last decade. Yeah. It's a great segue. Uh, One of Alan's questions was,
1: rank these times in order of favorite to least favorite for attending a KU football game. 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 5 p.m., 7 p.m. I think number one's got to be 3 p.m., right? Mm. You don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. to start tailgating, but you still start early, but then you still get done in time to, like, you know, do whatever else with
2: your evening night. I that's so that's tough for me. So, like, when I and maybe it's just my personality, I don't love, like, doing a whole lot. Um, but, like, when I go to a tailgate and I come home, I'm usually that's combined with, like, a day hangover. And I don't really <laughs> want to do anything after the game anyway. So I'd almost put like five o'clock or seven o'clock first. Just so you can have your morning free, do whatever, get out there at 1 o'clock, and then you are you know you're there. You get home. Yeah, it's late, but, like, I wasn't going to do anything anyway. You kind of just get into bed after. Probably going to be chilly outside in the fall. Snuggle up into bed after you get a good shower. Turn on the late-night Pac-12 football game and go to sleep.
1: I do think weather has to play a little bit of a part because it's one of those early September games, and it's a 7 o'clock game. You're tailgating in the absolute heat. Like you're just dying at times. But I don't know. I'd probably go three o'clock, seven o'clock. I don't, do we ever have a five o'clock? I don't remember many five o'clocks.
2: I think three o'clock, seven
1: o'clock, 11.
2: I think five o'clock is like very rare. It's like the Big 12 network game where they don't have to worry about TV times. But I think that Texas Tech win was at five. I could be wrong on that. But um, Mm -hmm. I'd probably go, and this is going to sound crazy, 11 seven three i don't really mind waking up super early and then you're done and you have like it's kind of to your point early you have the rest of your day but the rest of the day for me in my mind is watching all like the good football games at night which are usually when those are you get home at three o'clock after an 11 o'clock game
1: you got to factor in with the 11 a.m game like if you're gonna bring your girlfriend this year which you didn't lash i don't yeah think no I, I haven't
2: and she's not here right now but uh i don't know if i'm excited or like nervous about it
1: i'm telling you that the conversation with your significant other the night before an 11 a.m t- a. tailgate where you're like uh hey so you gotta be ready to leave this house by 5 30 in the morning and they're <laughs> like what for a football game? It's like, yes. Yes, correct. Like, it's a tough conversation. And so I am always so relieved when the schedule comes out and it's 3 p.m. Because then you're like, okay, we got to leave here by 9 or whatever. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah. And a 7 tough, too, because then, you know, for them that aren't thrilled about sitting and watching a full football game, you're there pretty late, too, at the game. So, I think three is the money spot for
2: me. I love it. Um, but do good have, question. Do you have any takes on the Friday night kickoff to start the year this year?
1: I don't like it. I mean, I don't I don't think it adds much for us. Uh, and it just prevents people that want to go from going. Like, I'm, my work's pretty flexible. I can pretty much get away when I want. But if you're, like, a teacher or, uh, I don't know. There's it's hard for people to just take off in the afternoon and go tailgate. Now you can get there and be for kickoff, probably, but I don't know. It just from a fan perspective, I don't like it. We already struggle to fill that place enough. Let's,
2: I think it's a weird double edged sword though. Cause like with it being a holiday weekend, I feel like there's probably a lot of people traveling. And if the game's Friday, they might be like, oh yeah, we'll just go to the game Friday and leave for the lake on Saturday morning or whatever. But if the game's Saturday night, then they might not Yeah. at all but i don't know yeah. it's, it's very different i feel like this is back-to-back years we've done it yeah but
1: i don't know all right before we transition to the next questions want to uh take it to a quick ad break
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
1: Let's get into it. Next question. Let's let's transition away from Allen a little bit. We'll come back to some of his. Uh, Kyler Barnett, shout out to him. He asked, what do we realistically expect from Grady Dick this year stat-wise? And who out of this group, McCuller, Martin, Clements, and Adams, do you think makes the biggest impact? Um. It's tough with Grady Dick. I don't really know what to. I mean, you see his ranking Gatorade National Player of the Year. You got to think he should be a starter. Um, but you've got MJ Rice. I don't know. Like, I, God. So you have Dewan for sure. Jalen for sure. A big man for sure. McColler for sure. So, yeah, I mean, this, this, I don't know if Grady Dick's for sure starting. It comes down to him, uh, MJ Rice. Joe Yesufu, who knows? Maybe Bobby Pettiford gets his name in there. I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of spots for or a lot of guys for one starting spot that I think are battling it out. But I'm not, I'm trying not to have huge expectations for him. I think maybe like uh, I just want him to be a guy that hits open shots when he has them. I don't want him to be like a guy we rely
2: on to get double digits a game, but we may need him to. I don't know. What do you think? I'm like actively trying to not set an expectation for him or really any freshman in my mind, because I don't know. I feel like we've had so many like top recruits come in and not do anything. And we just saw a team full of like three and four stars go win a championship. So, like, yeah. I just it's going to figure itself out. I would think that he's probably if I were to pick one of the freshmen to play the best, it'd be him. I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's a spot for him to get minutes, but I don't want to really put like a number on it because it's just impossible to tell ever. Like, who knows? Bill Self may hate him in practice and he'll be in the doghouse for the first three months of the year. Like Kelly Oubre vibe and then come out and look sick for like two or three weeks and he can just tell he's gone. Or he could be Andrew Wiggins and be a little inconsistent, but score 16 points a game and be awesome. I don't know.
1: I think the guy that fits the Kelly Oubre role for me is MJ Rice. Like, I think he's going to be a guy that takes a while to get going, Um, but then he'll have, like, some moments off the bench in conference play or maybe he's a star, I don't know, where it's like, okay, yeah, this dude's – I mean, he's so built and ready for college that I just think once he figures out Bill's systems and playing the way Bill wants him to play, I think he could be really good. Grady Dick's tough because, yeah, I don't know. I mean – it is really hard, like you said, to come in and play right away under Bill. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked if we see early in the season all the freshmen aren't starting. And it's it's DeWan, Yesifu, Jalen, McCuller, Clements. Um, I don't know. On to the other part of that question, he said, who do you think makes the biggest impact out of McCuller, Martin, Clements, and Adams? Uh, you're a big K.J. Adams guy, but I there's, think well, – There's yeah, one guy
2: on that list that stands out and probably shouldn't be there. McCuller? No. I mean, think- I, I definitely think he's going to be the best oh. of the four, but Cam okay. Martin shouldn't be listed in my opinion. <laughs> okay. And we, people oh. get mad at us for this, but it's just I just don't see it. And I hope I'm wrong because it'd be sick if he was good. But I just – I don't know. We had a
1: very funny response to our tweet about getting questions. I got to find him so I can shout out who said it because it made me laugh out loud. Uh, he said, we were like, we need questions – And he said, just do 90 minutes on Cam Martin. (laughs) Like That's kind of what this fan... I can't find it. I feel bad. I want to shout him out. That's like this. Somehow Cam Martin has become like something about the last name Martin, where Remy Remy Martin had the fan base and just yelling at each other. And uh, now Cam Martin has somehow become somewhat controversial, but man, I can't find this tweet, and I'm really sorry to this guy that made me laugh, but I can't shout him out. Um, yeah, I think the answer to that question, who makes the biggest impact, is McColler mm-hmm. for sure, I hope, because I think he's going to be our best defender, him and DeJuan. Um, I think he's going to put up 10 a game, like 10, 11 a game. Um, I think you can pretty much bank on Jalen probably being our leading scorer, I think. Um, Oh, Tucker, our producer, just came through. KC Batman 34 with the uh, 90 minutes on Cam Martin tweet, which made me laugh. So, shout out to him. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, McCuller needs to be – if this team is going to do anything, McCuller needs to be good. But I guess you could argue so does Clements or Ude. I don't know. It's a
2: tough question. A lot of unknowns with this team. Mm Mm-hmm. It's coming up like sneaky fast, by the way, like we'll blink and it'll be basketball season because football season by itself. I feel like isn't very long, Mm -hmm. like where it's the only thing going on late nights, like the end of September, early October. And then it's like, okay, let's start shifting. Yeah.
1: Uh, Strawberry Short Blake. What a name. I, this dude always shows support, though. Shout out to him, and he's making us bring up. You can tell he's an OG listener because he says, just because y'all always make it back to this game, if you could add one person from the 2022 National Championship team to the 2017 that lost to Oregon to make sure that team wins the Natty, who are you adding? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That team didn't need anybody else to beat Oregon. That
2: team was set. Uh, yeah, was question mark? Maybe, maybe Dave, but like – I loved landing. I was a landing guy, but we just needed that uh, game, uh,
1: particularly. We needed an athletic, a more athletic big to handle Jordan Bell, but it's just a stupid game. And I'm mad that Strawberry Short Blake <laughs> is making me discuss it again. I'm just kidding. But like, it's such a frustrating game to think about it. Winning the title in 2022 makes it sting a little yeah, less. We can laugh. Yeah. yeah all-time meltdown to lose that game in Kansas City I don't know it's probably I mean easy answer would be to say Ochai but like we had Frank De- I guess you make Frank Devontae Ochai is obviously as salty of a back like there's no better backcourt you could ever have um you hate
2: what did you say Devontae
1: yeah, Frank, Devonte, Oh, Devontae, Ochai. oh and Josh with like, the four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Josh with the four Atlanta. Like that team is insane. But like Spee was really good too. So well,
2: we if we're only if we're taking everything to account, we're not like replaying the game and things go differently. But I know yeah. Josh was in foul trouble. Wasn't Frank in foul trouble too? Frank Josh was, definitely Joshua, was. So it's like Josh was, yeah, he had two in like five minutes.
1: Devontae missed every shot he took. That was tough. So, yeah,
2: maybe adding a guard wouldn't be the worst play in the world.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Interesting question, but I don't want to talk about it anymore. Screw that game. Uh, All right. Allen said – I like – this one's kind of – I don't have an answer yet, so I'd have to – we'll have to talk through it. Saw a recent tweet from B-Turn about Keith Langford's swaggy shoe game. Let's switch it up. What KU Hoops player had the least amount of swag at Kansas?
2: (laughs) I don't know.
1: I don't know. Like, I have no idea. I mean, this seems like a cheap shot, but like Matt Clyman,
2: like That was honestly I was... the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> that guy, guy wasn't, wasn't exactly
1: liked. dripping with swag.
2: He never had his, like he was always wearing his warm-up <laughs> shirt and his shorts. So it was just kind of like, I don't know. I'm trying to
1: think, like, did Tyro Reed wear anything? Like, was he just a straight up? Like, I don't think he wore a sleeve, no wristbands, no tape, maybe tape, I don't know, like just a pretty look like he just put on his uniform 20 seconds before the game and headed out. Like, but I kind of loved that about him.
2: Just the old Burlington kid. I may get thrown into the fire for this one, but I know we look back at it positively because it's like a vintage type thing and not very popular, but. In real time, was Brady Morningstar's like long sleeve shirt or t-shirt under his jersey? Was that like cool, or was that looked at as like, look, who's this motherfucking white kid with the shirt on and stuttering at the free throw line?
1: I think people liked it because I don't know, it was just different. That's kind of what I think. Like if you're willing to do something, I respect it. Now, looking back, it's absolutely hilarious because he was wearing a like triple XL, like the sleeves were down to his elbows. I can't even Mm -hmm. fathom playing basketball in that heavy of a shirt, but, uh, no, see, I think that adds a point for swag for him. Cause it was just something that I didn't, if, if you are remembered for something you wore on the court,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think you have swag like Travis Relliford just going two wristbands on the wrist. I don't necessarily always love that look, but it just worked for him. And it's like, it's something I identify brain and rush same way. Uh, so I don't know, but yeah, you look back on some of those years where the baggy uniforms and the shorts down to your, like, under your knees. Like, there's probably some guys that looked pretty goofy back then.
2: I regret not buying that Brady Morningstar jersey, by the way. <laughs> that Thunder jersey I saw at first Friday. Oh. I sent you it. Yeah, it was so sick. Uh, it's the yeah. last name I expected when I saw a Thunder jersey just chilling in there. That's very funny.
1: Um... All right. What, oh, here's a question you wanted. We're in prime reality TV season. What show would you want to be a part of? So, or I don't know. He didn't want us to read the examples, but like, I think it helps for people to maybe hear. Like, I guess what's your,
2: you're a big reality TV guy. What's your answer? It's, it's big brother. I've been saying this for five years that I think I would win if I went on there. Uh, I'm a bigger guy, so I'm a little worried about the athletic challenges, but I'm like sneaky athletic in like a big way where it's kind of funny to watch, but I can manage my own. Um, And then it's just like, just be smart. There's so many stupid people in that game that make stupid mistakes and just don't think things through. And they're just like, just take a chill pill, manage people, throw a few white lies out there, manipulate once or twice. It just feels like a game that I have such a good understanding of. That like, I would just walk in there and like Alan did in my backyard a year ago. Dominate Survivor, I would dominate Big Brother.
1: Yeah, I mean we did a Survivor. AB put on a whole Survivor for folks that don't know. He was the That's host. We did a full day of playing Survivor. What I, I took second, right? Alan took first.
2: Yeah, you were in the final three with Will. I don't know if we had oh, yeah. like, like I don't counted. Know
1: took second, counted votes, but, but you were up there. So like, I don't know, like. I think I'm pretty good at those games where it's just all about kind of forming a few alliances to get you to the final, get you down the road and then be ready to just completely backstab someone, which is mm-hmm. what uh, I believe we did to Cole Peterson. Shout out. Blame Cole. Well, but, here's uh, the thing.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm just watching through all those old videos of Survivor. People forget that Cole had the greatest idol pull in the history of Survivor games. But you guys <laughs> all had it in your mind that he was going home. He Did voted that screw James. over James? James? Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was like five people left. Four of you guys voted Cole out. Cole voted for James. Cole pulls out the idol, which no one knew that he had. And oh. uh, James had the only vote that counted and went home. That, A- yeah. After James whispered in his ear, you should have made an alliance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody.
1: This is the worst podcasting ever because nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> they will once the video comes out. <laughs> so funny. Um, oh, it was good. Alan, I don't. Alan said we are a year away from the return of NCAA football video game. What big changes, game modes, adjustments would you make to the game? Can I be honest? Oh, this boy. could be controversial. I don't think I'm going to play the game. I don't play video games anymore. I haven't played video games in five years that sounds so lame. As much as I golf, as much as I watch sports, as much as I work and do other things, it's like I just don't know when to find the time to play video games. But nothing does sound more fun than rebuilding the old Kansas Jayhawks on a new college football game.
2: It's just it's the best franchise ever. There's nothing quite like it. So much nostalgia comes back. Yeah. About to get the hiccups or something. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's just great. I can't wait. I don't really have in mind like particular changes, but just the thought of playing the, uh, I can't even remember what it's called, like the a player, uh,
1: my player or is that NBA? No, it
2: was something I think. I want to say it had to –
1: oh, Road to, Red Eye, Road to Glory. Road to Glory. Thank <laughs> you,
2: Tucker. Yeah. Tucker. is so money in the chat. <laughs> just Road to Glory, the absolute best. And just going to, like, you know, play your high school season, the recruitment process, it all feels real, but it's all fake. And maybe this won't be fun in our 20s, as fun as it was when we were, like, 15 years old. But that's it's all I can think about sometimes. And the of the year away. I just hope they don't, like, mess it up. Like, I know they're bringing it back, but like, I hope they don't like change it so much and try and do so much to it that it's just like a completely different game and it's not as fun or like original as it used to be.
1: Well, you uh, are you a quarterback or a running back guy when you do uh, Road to Glory? I've done both, but quarterback's the one.
2: I just like I being a control. Got,
1: I just like having the ball and immediately scrambling like that. Yeah. I, I don't want, there's nothing worse than your running back and they just keep passing it over and over
2: again. Right. And it's great when, you know, you're the quarterback, you get like three games under your belt and all of a sudden the coach thinks you're God's gift and trusts you with everything. You can like call your own place.
1: Uh, it will be fun. Just like, yeah, it's going to be a amazing day when that, that, when that's back out
2: quick side note on road to glory. I don't know if this story has been told on the podcast, but some of you know, I'm like a little bit of a Michigan football fan. Uh, that actually happened because of Road to Glory. Because back in two thousand seven, two thousand six, something like that, uh, they were the only school that offered me a scholarship. So I played there, and for some reason, I liked them a lot. And then I started rooting for Michigan. So makes me makes me think good times.
1: Yeah, go shout out Jim Harbaugh. Should have been Kansas football head coach. Um, mm-hmm. All right, probably got one more question here, and it's an interesting one. I think I have a very easy answer, but it's from our guy Robot. <laughs> His yeah. handle is Wyatt St five six zero four zero nine five two. Shout out. Um, he said, "Would you trade Ku's basketball success to be in football like Clemson or any team besides Alabama?" Like, I don't think I would just because I like basketball more than football. But like, I think you or Allen or people that are just diehard football guys, like I could see you saying, "Yeah, screw it, give me give me Clemson football over." being the premier, one of the top three basketball programs.
2: That's – I think you'd have to take it. I don't know. It's just like we care – I mean, think about what we do now for football. I feel like we care more than the average KU football fan already. Yeah. Just think if they were, like, good. Like, think if we had 2007, like, every single year. Essentially what Clemson does. Ohio State does. Georgia does.
1: But we have that – I know we have it for um, basketball. Basketball
2: right but I don't know I don't know yeah football's just a a bigger deal like I've always hated admitting this because K-State always likes to bring it up but it's like if we were Clemson football or Ohio State football or Notre Dame football right now we're probably in a much better shape overall with this realignment stuff we have like and but I guess are we like trading successes of our programs or will our basketball team be in last place every single year I think you have to assume that, yeah,
1: because, yeah, it's a no-brainer to say, okay, we'll be mediocre in basketball, but, no, I think you have to be like, yeah, basketball will suck. We will not enjoy basketball season. And to me, KU basketball just holds too much of a place of my entire personality (laughs) for it to go away. So uh,
2: That's fair, too, because then we we turn into, like, Indiana where all the history and stuff just, like, doesn't really matter. Yeah. But the cool and thing it's is your, now it's your, with the program, it's like, it's not only are we sick now, but 150 years ago, we were also sick and inventing the game. So, it's, yeah. it's tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't stomach KU basketball not being good. So, that's a good question. Interesting question. I think it really does come down to how much you enjoy football season and, and football over basketball. I just don't. So, uh, But that's because KU basketball led me to this point. So, <laughs> um. All right. Well, you got anything else? I think we're all out of questions. Shout out to those that asked special five stars to Alan for his participation, um, in leading the way. Uh, yeah. Love a good uh, off season pod. Do
2: you have any open predictions? I know it's already started, but.
1: I don't know. I saw tiger chunked one into the water on one after his ball landed in the divot. What a stupid rule. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I I want Rory to get another major like I I'm, I I respect the way he's kind of I, I don't really care that much about the live stuff. But the fact that Rory's just took a pretty hard stand on it and is giving his real opinion like I get so sick of hearing these canned fake answers from both
2: sides. So I don't know my respect for Rory's grown a little bit. I know you said you don't really care about it. Do you have any like takes overall on the lip thing? I feel like it's kind of like moved past the news cycle now, but I don't know if we've talked about it yet. Uh
1: I think for guys, like I think it's a no brainer for some guys. Like it I know the money you can say the money is blood money. It's, it's blood money. It's it's not coming from a good place, but like you could make I don't know, like you could make that argument in a lot of ways and yes and i don't think it i these it's just these guys can't pass up this amount of money like it is guys that have grinded i'm not talking about like a brooks kepka brooks kepka could have stayed and been fine i'm talking like a even like if gary woodland got offered which i don't know if he has but He got offered. Like, that's a dude that has grinded for 15, 10, 15 years on the tour. Yeah, he had a big win at the US Open. He's had some other big wins, but, and he's made a lot of money, but one move to the live, and he's making nine figures. Yeah, as much as he's made his entire career. And so it's like, I can't, if I can't personally judge those guys for doing that because I don't know, someone offered me just, life-changing money and yeah it's it's a tough it's tough because the where the money is coming from is bad but
2: yeah i mean and this may sound bad for me but you look at a lot of like major corporations or major like rich people like a lot of the money going around the world regardless of what you do is probably originated somewhere in a bad place so like anyone that's like actually upset about it i feel like would also have a hard time turning down that deal if they were in the same situation
1: Exactly. Um, but so, but that my biggest problem is that like Phil and those guys don't just come out and say, "Look,
2: it's for the money." This
1: is life-changing money. Like yeah. instead it's like, "Oh, I, I like the freedom and I like I like the uh, the new excitement I have." Just be real, and I'm sure they're being prepped and told not to say it's all about the money because they want the tour to seem legit uh, legit, but still. I don't know. That's why I respected Rory just coming out and being like, "Nah. Screw those guys." Like, I don't know. Yeah. So
2: does it hurt golf as a whole? I think oh, it's got to. Like I when mean, you A lot of the guys that win are like very polarizing people. So it's like now there are a lot of like casual golf fans like me, for example. I love rooting against Bryson. I kinda love rooting for Kapka just based on his like PMT stuff. And now it's like all the guys that have personality are gone and it's just like a boring golf. Like whoever wins cool, whoever loses whatever. Like I don't have any rooting interest one way or another, except the yeah. Tigers pull something out of his ass. But I don't know if that's ever going to happen again.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what sucks. You you get to the final day and you realize on Sunday and where you normally would have Brooks, DeShambeau, Tiger, maybe, I mean, Phil was in 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 it last year, a few years ago. So it's like, yeah, it sucks to just now you've, you're missing a good portion of those names. And I think that hurts PGA Tour. Um but who knows if they can make it. I think the maybe the best thing for golf's just let them do both. Like, let us just have unlimited access to watching these guys. But I don't know. I don't really know all the logistics that goes into that. But it's a weird thing to think about that. Just blood money is getting these guys filthy rich to switch mm-hmm. where they play
2: golf. But it's they're absolutely doing this to like launder money, aren't they?
1: No, it's like they're... Ozark 2. Like... No, they're doing it to get Saudi Arabia's trying, I think, is trying to like improve their uh, reputation. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I think this is kind of a way to like do that in a really weird way. Um, but it's like trying to add legitimacy to working with them and. Things like that.
2: I don't know. That's kind of what I've gathered. But that's that's the other thing. Just with you saying that out loud, like the U.S. does work with Saudi Arabia from time to time too. So it's like <laughs> working on. I mean, yeah. yeah I um, don't know. It is, it's, 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 we don't have to get too deep into that. But all right. Well, that was talking golf. Uh... <laughs> Ain't no bogeys, boys.
1: <laughs> wow. We might have to make that show. Um, mm-hmm. Ain't no bogeys. So that's it for today's episode. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back uh, hopefully next week to do do something else. So rock shot.